Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-hosts, Leslie Hoskins and Timothy Cunio. And today is a shorter episode because we're going to chat a little bit about some of the questions we've been getting. But first, you guys guess what's next week? What? My 30th birthday. Oh my goodness. I'm getting old. Oh. I'm joining a 30 club. You have to check that new box. I know. I thought I would be in my 20s forever. Yeah, it's so like did new, I. It's, it's, <laughs> like a new de- it's like a new decade, ain't it? Yeah. 30. Wow. What will you do to celebrate this accomplishment? <laughs> I don't know. No big plans? I don't know. Don't know yet. Still figuring it out. Yeah, you know, I got a week. That's fair. That's fair. That'll be fun. I remember when I turned 30, not too long ago, just to be clear. I know Christina likes to say that I'm older. (laughs) Uh, However, I've only got a few years on her. So I still remember what it was like to turn 30. Yeah. What was it like? What did you do for your 30th? Well, I celebrated my 30th. I had had a baby nine days prior, my first baby. Um, so I can't say there was a lot of celebrating happening. It was more like survival, I yeah. think is what I'd call that. So you brought in a baby for your 30th. I did. You brought in a baby. I did. And I will tell you, I was very happy that he came on, uh, May 31st so that I still get the month of June to myself to celebrate. Well, I tell you, I will not be bringing in a baby for my 30th. <laughs> that is fair. I might be, uh. Celebrating in a different way, you know, maybe some wine, something along those lines. There you go. Timothy, what did you, do you remember what you did to celebrate 30? 25 years ago. Are you kidding me? It might have been big. It was like Uh, yesterday, wasn't it? You're younger than us. (laughs) Oh, man, I I know I was working. That's all I know. That's all I know. I I can't remember that. That's too far back. Too far back. (laughs) Too far back. Can't even, can't even too far back. No. So what are you guys going to get me? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Timothy, we'll talk after this, right? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll we'll plan something. We'll plan something. I'm I'm expecting a big surprise on the podcast or something, right? Well, if it's a surprise, you don't know about it. Okay. Well, just I'm just putting it out there. I know. And, you know, Timothy, you don't even live here, so you're going to have to mail something. Uh, well, I'll send you good wishes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in uh, uh, New Orleans next week down at the National Federation for the Blind Convention. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna be busy down there. Okay, uh, I'm gonna be at the Leader Dog booth and doing all the other stuff I want to do. So, uh, I don't know. Too don't busy know for my birthday. Do. I get it. Yeah, There's I a lot get- going on. <laughs> NFB is happening, which Timothy's going to be at. The American Council of the Blind has their conference happening in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, yep. We'll have some representatives out there as well from Leader Dog to really fill everybody in. So anybody who's at those conferences, please do pop in and say hi to our reps out there, um, and they can answer any questions or yeah. point you in the right direction for anything that you want to know. Omaha is a nice city. I used to live in Nebraska. Okay. Yeah, Omaha is a nice city, so... It would be a great one to attend for anyone. The zoo, they have a great zoo. It's full of corn, ain't it? You know, there is a lot of farms. When I lived out there, I I did some agriculture reporting when I was a reporter. Fun fact. 
So lots is happening this month. We've got yeah. Christina's birthday, NFB, ACB, um, <laughs> AER International, which is a professional conference for those of us in the blindness and low vision field. That's going to be happening in St. Louis, which I will be attending. Um, and I'm pretty excited to be, again, in the same room with professionals and really network and meet people. And oh, I'm looking forward to it. So busy month. That's so exciting. I love conferences. It's a really great opportunity to meet others. And they're all in cool cities. So you guys get to go to some really cool places. I am jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to hear about what you do to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> I will probably just take the day off and like do a spa day or something. You know, treat myself. That sounds delightful. <laughs> Well, today we're going to dive in a little bit into some of the questions we've been getting this season. Um, and one of them is, how does somebody find the right cane? So we've talked a lot about canes and guide dogs, um, but how does somebody, you know, know what size cane to order, what kind mm -hmm. of cane to order? Yeah. Lots of questions well, there. I, when I came to see you uh, three years ago, Leslie, my cane was too big for me and I did not know that. So... Uh, you're going to have to tell us how to get the right cane. Yeah. How do you know that? Is it like, you know, when you... I just guess every time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> when you order something offline, do you have to put in certain measurements? How does that all you work? You know what's funny is it's really, it is com not complicated, um, but certified orientation and mobility specialist, that is something we're taught in grad school is how to prescribe a cane, if you will. Um, and there's a lot of things that go into it. So it's not necessarily always something we can do over the phone. We can give a, uh, an estimate of measurements measurements, but really we have to see a client, see how fast they're walking to really make that determination. So um, typically the canes that we are issuing or giving out, we usually suggest about two inches above the sternum as far as height and or which is about equal to the height of your armpit. So if you're standing up just underneath your armpit is usually a good height of where you want that cane, cane to come to. Um, but sometimes we actually will give canes a little bit longer to clients who walk a little faster because what we are really watching is the distance between a person's cane tip and their cane feet when walking and that reaction time. So when the cane finds something such as a door or a wall or a drop off, the amount of time or steps that they have to react with their body. Oh, that makes sense. So if somebody's yeah, so if somebody's walking really fast, that cane's going to drop off, and then their feet are going to be there right before they know it. So people who walk faster, we might give them a longer cane so they have a little bit more reaction time. Wow, I never thought of it that way. And that's how we prescribe canes to uh, Leader Dog. But there are you know different methods and different techniques. Um, we do use fold foldable uh, uh, canes. There are d different styles of canes. So we were mm -hmm. talking about NFB, uh, the National Federation of the Blind. They actually have a different style cane, which is a rigid cane. It's um, a different texture. So it's really lightweight. It kind of bounces. And they actually suggest having canes almost like forehead height. So a lot taller. And they okay. use them a little differently. So it's a really good idea to kind of try out all different types of canes to really understand what's going to work best for you. I'll say at Leader Dog, we don't care. <laughs> we do not care what type of cane you use. If you want to bring an NFB style cane and use it at Leader Dog, we are happy to work with you on that. We just want people to be traveling yeah. independently. And I know there's, I mean, I've seen the canes that we have. There's all different types of materials. Why is that? 
So lots of canes are either aluminum, fiberglass, carbon fiber, graphite. Uh, they can be made out of lots of different materials. They weigh different amounts. They kind of okay. give feedback differently. Um, typically what we're using currently are Ambutech graphite folding mobility canes. Um, but that, you know, doesn't mean that that's what somebody has to use. Mm -hmm. It really is kind of a personal preference. So I suggest if you can, if you have the opportunity to try out a different, you know, a few so that you know what you like. They're even canes that telescope. I mean, they, they, they yeah. go up inside of each other. But those don't last as long as the, the folding canes, I, I found out. So there's folding canes, there's rigid canes, meaning uh, it doesn't fold up or condense in any way. And then there's, yeah, the telescoping canes that kind of fold into it themselves um, to be a little bit smaller. Those I have heard, you know, varying opinions on that they don't last as long. Sometimes as you're walking, they kind of fold in or whatever on themselves. Um, so it just kind of depends. Folding canes are nice in that they're convenient. You can put them away. You can fold it up and throw it in a backpack if you need to. Or a lot of times I'll suggest to clients to get like a carabiner hook for their backpack or purse or even belt loop. And you can hook your cane onto you that way so that it's always with you. And you don't have that fear of losing it or leaving it behind somewhere. Um, interesting thing, canes you can now get in different colors. You can get a blue cane, Ooh, pink cane. fun. Yeah. Um, you know, as an O&M instructor, I'm going to recommend the old-fashioned uh, red and white cane. Uh, but you know what? Especially when we're working with kids, and if the only way I can get a six-year-old girl to use her cane is if it's pink, then darn it, I'm going to give her a pink cane. Yeah. Because that's cool. Right? That um, is super cool. And plus, like, she would probably get lots of compliments on it. Absolutely. I've heard, you know, I've worked with clients before who have, like, different canes for different uses. Uh, so they'll have their cane when they know that they're going to be out traveling independently. It's red and white. So, you know, that is the most known color of a, a cane for somebody who's blind or visually impaired. But then she said she has her date cane and it was a green and white cane. And that's the cane that she uses when she's going to be using human guide most of the night and not really going to be traveling independently. So it's more of a, a fashion statement, yeah. which I think is really cool. Like fun going out with friends. Oh, I love that. Yeah. See, that would be me. That I would, would absolutely be <laughs> You can dazzle canes. You know, that's another thing I learned from um, one of my practicum supervisors. What he did with kids is on the the top of the cane, usually there's like a rope um, or a cord, if you will. Mm -hmm. And he would have kids pick little charms to put on there. And that was motivating for them because they got to decorate their cane and, and make it their own or put their initials on it. So pretty cool stuff. Timothy, is your cane bedazzled? No, it's red and white and it folds up. So no, there's nothing to dazzle about it. That's fair. But you can imagine, right, as a yeah. child, you know, having a cane can yes. be really difficult and, you know, makes you stand out. And so it's fun if you can make it your own and really take pride in your cane and your mobility yeah. device. Yeah. So I think it's pretty cool. Well, and Timothy, I know sometimes you go um, camping and hiking and stuff, and we've talked about the different cane tips. Do you have different cane tips for different areas you're in? I've got the mushroom one, and I've also got the ceramic one. Uh, the, the mushroom's a little bit easier to go on surfaces and stuff, but if you were going out hiking, I would have that big ball one because it can roll over anything. But uh, the, the, the ceramic one you just do for sound because the, the sound reverberates, and you can... You can tell distances with it and stuff. So, yeah, there's all kinds of canes. And, and I tried a bunch of them out while I was up there at Leader Dog. And so I picked two out that I really liked. Yeah, are they easy to interchange? Because it's the end. Well, all you do is pull it out, and there's a little plastic piece that comes out with it. And that 
it keeps it open and you just change that and then you pull it back in and push that little piece back in it goes right back in i can have it changed in five seconds there we go good to know and that's a hook tip so there's hook tips and there are, there are slip-on tips so depending on what type of cane you're using uh, um, the, the tips might be a little different, which is really nice. But the hook tips are very convenient. And I don't know if you've ever done this, Timothy. I hope not. But sometimes when you're changing a cane tip, if you don't get the stopper out or you don't put a pencil or your finger in there, that rope will shoot right back down the <laughs> cane. And that yeah. is like a three-man job to try to get the rope back out through the end of the cane. Christina's looking at me like I'm absolutely insane. <laughs> but <laughs> it involves like a coat hanger sometimes, or you can get these special hooks like a uh, cane repair what? kit. I'm telling you, mm. you do it once, you'll never do it again. <laughs> I'm going to try it out. At no, Leader not Dog. on my watch. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Not on my watch. They're not going to let me in the O&M office. No. They're going to be like, Christina's here to uh, ruin a cane. <laughs> not ruin <laughs> it, but test out what Leslie's explaining. <laughs> Seriously, you do it once. Just like um, people sometimes will snap their, get their fingers caught in a folding Ooh, cane when it's folding. Ow. It hurts. Um, it hurts. Yeah, you do it one time, and I promise you you're not going to do it again. But there are techniques to folding and unfolding a cane and and where to put it and how to change the cane tips. And there's a lot, a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And there's a whole like cane repair, like books and people. So um, one of my great mentors, Lynn Goutro, if he's listening, he was like the cane repair man and he does all sorts of different things and, uh, you know, how to restring a cane, how to shorten a cane, lengthen a cane, regrip a cane. Um, and he always teases me because I never remember all of the things because there's just so many tips and tricks, but it's really cool. Um, and the things that you can do with cane. Wow. Who knew there was so much into one, finding the right cane and just into the different types of them. I know. And so different places you can find canes. Ambutech um, is a Canadian company that we use where we get our canes, but you can purchase them on Maxi Aids, LSNS. I think sometimes now you can even purchase them on Amazon. Uh, I got mine off Amazon. Did you? First one. Yes. Yeah. Just be, you know, think about the measurements. So it's usually like 56 inches and then you pick the sections. So if it's a folding cane, how many sections you want it to fold into, whether it be four, five, or six. Of course, the more sections, the smaller and compact it folds into. Um, so knowing that ahead of time before ordering is helpful. Wow. So much great information. Now, if someone is listening and they're like, okay, this is great information. Um, how do I get more information about how to find the right king? Absolutely. You can always call us. We're happy to answer those questions. Uh, you can call us at 888 777-5332 and ask to speak to an O&M specialist. We can talk you through that. Um, or we can talk you into coming in to orientation mobility at Leader Dog because all O&M clients get a free cane. So we actually do prescribed canes. Uh, we'll measure it out. We'll watch you figure out throughout the week what's going to be the best fit for you. Um, and again, you can always bring your own cane. That's okay too, but we will provide that free cane for anybody uh, who's interested, which is a huge perk. That's awesome. Such great information. Yeah, well, gosh, I love talking canes. And while I could talk all day, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. But please do know that you can call us. We're happy to have these conversations with you and figure out what's going to work for you the best that we can. So thank you, everyone, for listening to another short episode of Taking the Lead. I'm Leslie Hoskins with hosts Timothy Cunio and Christina Hepner. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And please join us next time as we continue to dive into the world of blindness. 
And if you'd like to learn more about applying to LeaderDog, you can head to LeaderDog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. And don't forget, you can reach us at takingthelead at LeaderDog.org with any questions or ideas. And if you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream.